Over the last few years, we have seen the emergence of a new form of beta male, one that isn't only unmanly or unmasculine, but makes a great effort to redefine manhood itself, to deconstruct it and thus pull the rug out from underneath the alpha chads that have made their lives hell for all of human history. And as a boy, all I wanted was to be accepted and liked by the other boys. But that acceptance meant I had to acquire this almost disgusted view of the feminine. And since we were told that feminine is the opposite of masculine, I either had to reject embodying any of these qualities or face rejection myself. This is the script that we've been given. Girls are weak and boys are strong. I came here today to say, as a man, that this is wrong, this is toxic, and it has to end. He's a BuzzFeed foodie blogger, which means he is unemployed. He always acts bitchy and pissy, cause he is bloated from soy. He's a soy boy, and he's so annoyed. He feels no joy from all that soy. Weak, soft, soy hands, a lot of demands. He's got memory glands. He says his cat is trans, cause of all that soy. He's Soy boy, and he's awful to be around. Welcome to Last Man on Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen, as always, and flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt's been very busy all week. What with the Chinese massage parlors offering deep discounts for all the ladies infected with the coronavirus. As Matt likes to say, we all have to die sometime. Why not after a $5 handy? Uh, <laughs> I'm really convinced that this one is like the big one, this coronavirus, mm -hmm. because I don't trust the Chinese. They're always like, oh, eight people are infected with the coronavirus. Right. But the, and they, you know, there's no news agency or anything like that in China you could find. But they have shown, people have smuggled out videos of like 30 bulldozers like you know, tearing down towns and building fortresses, and they're trying to ramp up hospitals like... Overnight hospitals. I'm guessing it's like fifty thousand people. Really? Yeah, I think it's like I think it's like enormous. I think it's like fucking hot zone. The movie. It's like some Michael Crichton movie. Yeah, yeah. Where it's uh, taken over and like you know, I mean, God knows how many of those people ate the fucking. Did you see the the meat they were selling in that market in China? Yeah, the Wuhan Wuhan meat market. Was it? First of all, it's called the wet market. Human? I don't. It's called it's called the wet market, which uh, implies the animals are all. Rare blood, yes, yeah, and so they eat koala, they sell koala, snake, bat, peacock, honey badger, uh, dog, of course. Uh, you got, you got the dog in there, uh, just a whole bunch of like sort of exotic, at least it sounds like to us, exotic animals, just slaughtered and just sold, slaughtered like they're all bloody. Like, and it's apparently like a huge, it's the biggest tree, and it's Chinese New Year, of course, coming up. So it's like the biggest tree of the year to go buy some exotic, you know, camel. Oh, camel's another big one. And camel, by the way, the last time they had a huge outbreak of mures or whatever it was a few years ago, came from camel meat. That's how Ebola started. Yes. The prevailing theory, the one that I subscribe to, is um, that's how HIV started, was from, from animals. <clears throat> people eating monkeys. The monkeys, yeah, yeah. Oh, they eat monkeys in China, too. And again... There's a whole thing, one thing about like the cultural thing. Okay, let's not judge other other cultures because we eat crazy shit here too. Yeah, but we radiate it first and cook it. Like like we might we might they might think like eating whatever fucking you know India they think us eating cows is is crazy, but we do cook them. It's really not though. I mean, in terms of like, well, what's weird? Well, I'll tell you, um, like pupas, uh, larvae. Yeah, that's that's weird. A chicken breast. 
you're cutting off the the meatiest part. You're yes. sending the rest to poor people overseas to eat that part. Like if someone says a girl I know got mad at me, she's like, "We should go to this Thai place. It's like authentic Thai." I go, "I want no part of that. I want American whitewashed, like white bread Thai food." Well, they're probably not serving koala. I think it's better. Not serving koala there. I mean, just part of it's just the hell. I mean, look, the, we went through the dog thing before. I don't care that Chinese like raise dogs to eat them. It doesn't bother me that much, and I love fucking dogs. But I understand culturally, like there's just dogs around. And it's cheap, and the people are poor. I like to acknowledge it as often as possible because <laughs> people will tell you that it's racist. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa who's racist? <laughs> I'm telling you, the Chinese eat dogs all the time. They eat dogs and horses, and we people eat horse in the United States, by the way. And they eat whatever koala, whatever. Like, yeah, you know, look, ten thousand years ago, we were all all humans were eating this shit, whatever they could find moving around the ground. It wasn't like we're like, dude, don't eat the camel, dude. Like we're like starving. Yeah, <laughs> they ate whatever moved. They hunted and ate whatever moved. But, you know, it's a little bizarre. But as long as they cook it, just cook the fucking meat and don't have it sitting in its own blood and, and feel that that's going to give you stamina in, in the bedroom or something like that by, drink, by drinking it, like raw dog yeah. blood. or <laughs> Just cook, cook the fucking thing to 160 internal temperature and we're fine, we're we'll good. We'll get like an eighth grade education yes. and realize that a rhino horn is, I mean, you can do a, a chemical analysis of that. There's no drug in there. Plus, I don't know if you've ever taken... A Cialis recreationally, man, that works really well. Are you talking about the pharmaceutical? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, versus rhino horn, you think? Yes, <laughs> yes. I've never tried the rhino horn, but I do know I had a diamond cutting boner for four hours <laughs> off a off a tiny pill. Did I ever tell you my 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 friend's story about going to China at the uh, for business? The businessman they go to the bar, they make everyone has to drink at night, mandatory, hmm. and they go to the bars, cheap bars with all the fried food and stuff like that, and uh, they have uh, the hooker. It's all hookers there. And they have bowls and bowls of like, uh, uh, what's the little blue pill? Viagra. Uh, Viagra, like bowls of Viagra, like candies, like at the tables. And all the, the whole job of the hooker is to get you upstairs, which takes no time, because all the, your business partners over there buy you hookers, basically, for the night. Like, the Americans come and they buy you hookers. But the hookers try desperately to get you not to take the Viagra. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like, like, I get paid $6, right. whether it takes two minutes or two hours. And I don't need some slob America, like... Banging me for two for two hours trying to get his, get his rocks off. You know, morbid. I gotta do this. I gotta do this ten times a night, man. I need like the two minutes, pump and dump or whatever. That's super morbid. I yeah, mean, there's so many people in. He China. said they would like actually grab, like they try to grab your like try to grab your hands and stuff like that, knock the, the pills out of your hands. Jesus, <laughs> I would take four just to piss them off. Uh, if you're wondering how bad life is as a hooker in China. Well, you know why? Because the population is so out of control. I mean, they've experimented with, with like resins. There's like a, a video with eggs that are <clears throat> are just essentially made of like glycerin and shit. Like not yeah. real food. And the reason, especially the northern Chinese food, like Panda Express type stuff. Yeah. It's so sweet with all those sauces and salt. It's because it's, it's that evolved because they had rancid stuff. Oh, is that true? You got to cover that up. Oh, it's and, like, I love a Panda Express when you eat it, it tastes so good. Yeah. And then like five minutes later, you get so sick because you've just consumed like a bucket of sugar. Yeah, you feel bad. I, I told someone, that they're like, what, do you have like an eating disorder? I go, no, I don't feel bad like guilt. I, I felt bad like, yes. like physically ill. Like you just had a candy corn eating contest at Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> like you just consumed that, that feeling you had after Halloween when you had like 30 candy bars. Yeah. You want to vomit? That's kind of the feeling you get after Panda Express. It is good though, isn't it? It really is. Every time I drive by one, I'll, probably every day, yeah. and 
every time I see one, I consider going into it, and I only do maybe twice a year. It's a, the salt and the sugar are really addictive. And even when they do, like, uh, even like on those uh, TV Food Network shows where they visit like Chinese restaurants, they put a lot of fucking ro- sugar into their meals. Mm-hmm. All their meals involve like, and now we add like a cup of sugar. I'm like, what? You're making right. chicken, dude. What are you doing? Like, and starch and, and MSG and stuff yeah. like that. It's just so yummy, but it's so fucking horrible. Uh, this week's show is sponsored by Adam Schiff's Creepy Pedo Eyes. <laughs> I'm not one to give notes on casting, but with 230 possible options in the house, why pick the guy who looks like he keeps grade school boys in his basement? Adam Schiff's creepy pedo eyes. Even Michael Jackson had the sense to wear a hat and sunglasses in public. <laughs> what is up with that dude? Like, he is just a fucking... How did they pick... I was thinking this the other day. If they had, like, AOC... I don't like her, but she's, she's pretty hot. If they had... A, for a congresswoman. Mm. If they had AOC in a low-cut top doing the presentation, and it was half an hour long, Trump's probably gone. <laughs> like, Trump's probably gone. Like, he's probably, she's probably... Like, if she's, like, in a low-cut, busty top... And she's like, this guy's a bad dude. He like cheated. Like, we got to come on. Let's get him out of here. Who's with me? They probably all go vote. Yeah, yeah. Goodbye, Trump, you know. But like, you have like the creepy, like, they got like Adam Schiff, Nadler, whatever. Like, who they who picked these people? That's a good point. To be the face. First of all, they're all from either New York or California. They're all sort of unattractive, very unattractive looking people that look like they were very. When I see people who look very unsuccessful in high school, I always think, like, I don't believe what they... I just don't... I'm not going to believe what they say. There was a shift, it seems like. I hadn't thought about it, but the Republican Party, that's old, crusty, fat white dudes for the most... Like, we get that. And then there was a time where it seemed like the Democratic Party was, like, you know, young professional women, younger guys, you know, tech guys, whatever. I I don't know what happened to that. I I, I almost think the Democrats are are physically uglier than the Republicans at this point, or it's close. Well, the Republicans have, like, those born-again Christian, like, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure they're all... They got, like, the bleach blonde... Yeah, they're all being their wives at home, but they all look like sort of ministers. Yeah. And so they're a lot more fit than they used to be. The old crusty, the comb-overs are gone. They all have the hair. They're all looking like the high school quarterback now. Well, the alt-right... Because it's steeped in homosexuality, yes. but they're all about like taking care of yourself okay. and, and being straight, well groomed yes. and working out, yeah, and, uh, not masturbating. But it's the fucking it's cre- part of the case. I mean, if you're cat, I mean, you got a cast for this shit. This is a TV generation. You got a cast for this shit, and they should have like. There's 230 Democrats in the House. You tell me they couldn't find some more semi-attractive, less creepy, well, shift, <laughs> creepy looking people. I think is, you know, probably a really smart lawyer. Like, I think they need him, but I don't know when he became so puffy. At first, he... <laughs> I don't know if that's what happens, if he was pulling really long hours on this thing to pr- <laughs> he just, get his two and a half hours. He, he reminds ready. me of the kid in student council in high school who was trying to make all the rules in the school and, like, nobody liked them. And, <laughs> but he was, like, telling everyone how he was going to be successful one day and shit like that. Right. He's just a very... I, and I, I've never met the guy, obviously. I don't know. Maybe he's a, a cool dude when you meet him, but he just his appearance, is that word appearance, is very jarring. And the eye and the bug eyes is just like so is his his cadence and his yes. demeanor. I yes. mean it's like he's an actor. <laughs> he's like he took acting classes. Some Anyone point. that has he appears to have no sense of humor. Even no. like Trump, who's never laughed, like he really doesn't appear to even maybe understand the concept of humor <laughs> or and it would do them a little bit of a favor to not take himself too seriously. I think Pelosi gets that a little bit, but he, yeah, he just has this uber serious. Why not put uh, or Cortez? I mean, she's an she can't do like what he can do. I get that, but why not have her present something and just fucking like at least someone semi attractive? There's a few attractive, not many, a few attractive people in the Democratic Party. Why are you put like the people? I don't understand that. Like it's just so 
you can't, I can't even look at him. I watched for like five minutes. I'm like, what is this dude doing in the basement? Like, what is he doing? He's just, just, he just looks so fucking repressed and creepy and like uptight. The Democrats, disturbed. well, this is why it's just basic common sense stuff like that. And they still refuse to hire me or you as an advisor, even yes. though we could totally turn the party around in two hours. Um, you know, just hi- have. I still don't know how they can't have a, a, a candidate who's just like a semi, again, I say attractive, like a, re- like a five. Just a five, uh, a governor or somebody run for office. I think they would kill. Like they would just win so easily. They can't do. Why do you think? Look, if you look at what Republicans' sort of platform is, and Democrats, the public is way more with the Democrats. Like the public isn't really into criminalizing drugs and and prostitution. And but it's just that you know the people presenting it sucks. So they're like, well, like I look it. back at Clinton, I look back at Clinton, and they kind of joked about it at the time. But a guy like Clinton would kill right now. Yeah. He would just kill. Like a southern, southern, midwestern governor, semi, semi-handsome, charismatic, ladies like him a little bit, whatever, black people like him a little bit. Yeah, he doesn't have to be, you know, a, a cool actor, you no. know, Steve McQueen 2.0 here, because no. the, the scale is different. Like, I remember Fox News or whoever started this, I think Paul Ryan hired some people to tell <laughs> the public that he was really good looking. Yes. And, like, you know, I don't have – it's hard for me, and not because I'm so not gay, but, like, I'm just, like, he it looks, looks like, an like a normal person. He looks like an accountant, like your accountant. He doesn't strike me as, as, like, a hunk or anything. No. But I don't know there's many hunks in Congress. Just just someone who doesn't look like they, they are molesting children or are, like, <laughs> just creepy. And, like, look, there's, there's outliers of creepy-looking people, and you got to get rid of those people. You can't put them on TV for eight hours. Yeah. You just can't do that. Those, there's a reason why those people never get cast – as anything other than villains in TV. TV Should have went out with Nixon. I mean, yes. the, the sweating. It's a lesson for any politician. <laughs> Don't forget to become a patron of the show on patreon.com forward slash last man on earth. Thanks to all your supporters. Get on this shit now before it disappears. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or on Facebook, also Last Man Podcast. All right, on to the show. <laughs> Uh, Matt, there's be a lot of sex discussed today on the show. I hope you're okay with that. Good. Uh, <laughs> I had sex last night. I'm into it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I want to start with like this crazy story that the Canadians did a massive. Apparently, did a massive study. I don't know. I don't think the Canadians had any money to do studies, um, but they found out shockingly. Like a teenage girl spearheaded this campaign and found out shockingly. You might not believe this. Teenage boys are watching lots of internet. Por- watching lots of internet porn. Yeah. And then asking girls to send them nudes all the time in high school. Fuck yeah. And then the girls are doing it. Awesome. <laughs> so, so, like, uh, it, my question was, is any of this, I, I don't know why they do these kinds of studies or research. <laughs> is any of this, I mean, you and I, uh, I'm older than you, but I don't think you even, you didn't have the internet for, like, porn when you were, like, 14 or 15. Um, so, you know, but can you imagine living now? With I got act- the internet when I was maybe 15, but it dial was. Up the dial up. <laughs> It, yeah, it, it would take five minutes for a still. The, and I was logging some time on those stills. You remember the photo? It would always uh, load from the top down. Yes. And you'd always wonder if she, how naked she was. <laughs> like, like, what if I'm waiting all this time and she has, uh, you know, underwear on? Yeah. Like, that would be so disappointing. So, <laughs> such a sad time. I have to wait eight minutes for, like, for each line, each horizontal line to fill in. I would have been logging. I mean, I called the satellite company at my friend's house pretending to be his mom mm-hmm. and, and got the Playboy channel. Oh, yeah. Is that any good? 
Well, if that's all you got, it was great. I mean, versus the internet. I, I mean. just can't imagine the time I'd be logging. I mean, I would be taking three-hour showers, if you know what I mean. I, I don't understand like the idea that people, got, boys would not do this. I mean, we had to find, my day, I was before even dial-up, a kid, like I remember 12 or 13 middle school, brought a Playboy or Hustler, Playboy Hustler to school, had to fucking hide it behind the school. We all had to agree to meet at a certain time to find it. Uh, some pages have been ripped out. <laughs> some pages have been ripped out. It was like, ooh, ooh. Oh, like, it was great. It was like, I mean, it was, but at that time, that was like, that was our internet. Right? I remember my friend had a, a couple porn VHS, <clears throat> and we w- we were going to watch it. First, I had to be desperate, because I'm watching porn with other dudes. Yeah, that's bad. Not my preferable method of viewing porn, no. but... That's and very bro th- culture, dude. I re- well, I mean, that was the only option. Yeah. And then I remember us, like, putting like blankets and closing the curtains as if as if maybe the neighbors drove by and saw porn through the t- the, the window porn, the porn police or the police actually <laughs> anyway it was desperate so yeah of course they're looking at porn i don't but uh, and so the the idea i mean the point of the study i think by uh, by a girl was to show how porn is really bad and how it's infecting the culture and how girls are seeing themselves they also did a study part of the study was showing that uh, girls are going on Instagram, seeing all these models on Instagram selling themselves like half naked in bikinis, and it's giving them, you know, anorexia or body body shaming and stuff like that. None of this seems very surprising to me. No, I mean it's all the it's all the lowest common denominator of human behavior that the internet has evoked in many ways, social media and Twitter, all that stuff. Is there any, is there any surprise that when, once we unleash this monster of open access to all kinds of content? That everybody would just sink back to being animals, sink back to being animals. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know what kind of study this is. It's almost like uh, they talked to one person and and wrote down really obvious things about society. I think they polled boys like fourteen to eighteen and asked them if how you know how do you, do you log into porn? And it was like seventy percent, so they look at porn every day. Yeah, and they're supposed to be shocked by that, but I don't understand that because I don't understand the boys who aren't doing that. I just don't. I mean, to me, it's like. All right, you can you can log this information. Um, I don't think boys are going to stop being interested in looking at vaginas. I don't think that you know <clears throat> girls are going to stop being jealous of other girls. And it, at the end of the day, it is information. And there's a, a lot of people are going to say, "Look, you know, the way porn is presented, that's not like real sex." You know, mm-hmm. um, I would say a. I've met a lot of really kinky chicks, so I wouldn't dissuade your young children from understanding that there are freaks out there. Yes. There really are. Yes. Uh, now, that's not every woman, obviously, and I think, I think they I would think probably understand the- that. And they probably also understand that it's a production, and, you know, it's exaggerated, just like, uh, you know, cops don't go around, you know, shooting criminals dead three times a day. No, like once, in, once in a, a cop day. movie. Once a day. Once you know, a day. Obviously, you're... <laughs> and only if they're black. Yeah. yeah, your stepsister probably doesn't want to blow you, but I don't know. <laughs> I've never had a stepsister. It's possible. I do remember one of the uh, one of the man rules from the book was uh, don't fuck your girlfriend like a, like you're a porn star. Which <laughs> like no, she probably doesn't want her tits squeezed really hard yeah. or have you you know spread her put her in a position that makes the camera able to catch her <laughs> genital shot <laughs> or necessarily want her slap her butt slapped all the time or her hair pulled or like whatever else they're doing whatever else they're doing in porn. So I can see how guys, boys might get a warped sense of, uh, of you know, what sex is supposed to be like. At the same time, it is sort of like how guys like it. sort of how guys like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm sure girls, I, all girls watch porn, but a lot less. And I think maybe for just more morbid curiosity reasons. But, I mean, you'd have to say, I mean, look, 
a young eighth grader boy. Yeah, the girl that is not going to want you to come on her face. But uh, I, you got to say to the girls, you know, this guy's not going to have a foot long dong either. <laughs> no, exactly. it's just not going to be. I can see if you're a girl, if you were, if you were like a sixty year old naive, semi naive, or inexperienced girl, and you went on Pornhub or whatever, you'd be like. Oh my God! Is every girl but me having anal sex with a giant black cock, <laughs> like a giant black cock? Yeah. Like, am I the only one not doing ass to mouth? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is that like, is that my parents doing that? Like, you know, there is a distortion of the kind of you don't see a lot of uh, uh, just sort of missionary position uh, uh, making out and foreplay. Well, and there's sex. a distortion, but for sure. But that's what people want to see. I yes. mean, the porn market is driven by what people are consuming. Of course, you, know? you don't go out to you don't go out to like restaurant and get like tuna casserole. Right. Like you can make that you can make that at home. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. get something you can't have. There's definitely porn of missionary sex somewhere. I'm sure it exists. <laughs> I don't know. like why don't you uh, sort by least popular, <laughs> least popular <laughs> stuff like that. And then also true, I think that people. You know, these are teenage boys, so obviously they're not in, in, in healthy or regular sexual relationships, most of them, uh, which is the main reason why they're all watching porn and, and masturbating or just watching porn. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they had steady girlfriends and they were having regular sex, which is why I think I mentioned to you, I mentioned about like in, in Scandinavia where they teach the kids to have sex very early on, mm-hmm. always use 100% protection. But like in third and fourth grade, they start teaching them about sexual positions and like sex is like a lifestyle in terms of like, healthy lifestyle and it the idea is that then they don't turn to porn or the darker images of it and they see it as like a a health as like a health thing right so if you see it as if you see sex as like a health issue like i need to have sex i have this girlfriend we have sex it's safe sex we both enjoy it that's really healthy yeah then you're not drawn to the dark side perhaps of like you know uh, i'm fucking so horny as a 16 year old i'm gonna watch all this fucking ass rapes yeah i get off on well it. definitely i mean exactly like what you're saying i think is that the repression the more sexually repressed the culture the the weirder sex stuff <clears throat> will be uh, in demand because it's just repression breaks people's brains yeah well know? also high school you guys just can't get laid so there's just like i'm sure adam schiff i would like to see his uh his porn, his porn history from high school. Mm. So, I mean, most kids are not, boys are not having regular sex in high school. I mean, it's changed since I was in high school. Uh, but there are a few lucky dudes who got that. But mostly it was hit or miss, generally. And so guys watch a lot, looked at a lot of fucking porn or try to go to porn or try to find shit or did drugs or drank or whatever else they did or got in fights, fist fights a lot because they weren't getting laid. But what, so obviously, like, Okay, so we just have technology, and you can stream, you can see a video in high def, whatever it's called, you know. On your phone in two seconds. 480p. for free. And people can fuck, and there's plenty of people that will take a job fucking on camera. And I think we all agree that 18 is a good age, so no no child porn, that's not good. Nope. Um, Strong stand, Matt. Thanks. (laughs) But at that point, I mean... What are you supposed to do? It's going to be there. You can't get rid of it. Uh, no, you can't get rid of it. And so I think this, the, 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 the outcome of research studies is always more education, yeah. like educating the boys on this, that, or the other. But at the end of the day, you're probably better off just trying to ban, their, ban them from going to bad, bad websites. So. You know what would be really creepy, even worse than like really disgusting like ass rape porn, would be if they tried to depict like a porn that tried to depict like how high school kids have sex. That would be like the the scariest, freakiest, yes, most cringeworthy video 
I, you're better off just aspiring to the gangbangs. I'm thinking about immediately thinking about like a pudgy Amy Schumer with her story about how technically she believes 15 years later she was raped because a boy she was having sex was never asked her for consent. Yeah, and I'm just imagining he was heavy set and she was heavy set and they were like somewhere like they're a, like in a tent. Yeah, somewhere just like really flopping around, flopping around like two animals, two, two animals don't know what to do it during fucking manatees. <laughs> Matt, I want to ask you about Elizabeth Warren. Are you an Elizabeth Warren fan? Yes. Uh, uh, by the way, I had an Elizabeth Warren uh, uh, dream last night. My first ever Elizabeth Warren dream. And it was uh, not sexual uh, in any way. I can't imagine that. Um, that would be creepy. But uh, she kept, for some reason, in a dream. I ran into her like four or five times. And she was coming around looking for money, I think, donations or something. And uh, she kept saying her name was Elizabeth. And like correcting me, and like Elizabeth, I say Elizabeth. She's like, it's Elizabeth. I'm like, I don't know. I assume that means that I just find her to be like a nanny, principal, teacher kind of person. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, that was what I dreamed about. Um, so she was confronted. I like when people are confronted at like town halls because I don't know who goes. To t- it seems like actually something you would do. Go to like a candidate town hall. Townsfolk apparently <laughs> confront yeah. confront people. And so she has this plan uh, uh, to eliminate. Stu- she's uh, everything. I like when candidates always say, "On day one, I'm going to do this." They announce like eight thousand things they're going to do on day one. Right. Like I remember Obama was Guantanamo Bay will be shut down on day one. I'm like, yeah, it's still they're still <laughs> they're still shoving hummus up people's asses there. Like <laughs> ten years later, twelve years later, Trump said whatever he said on day one. Nothing gets done on day one. Absolutely nothing gets done on day one. Okay, Trump did the uh, Muslims can't come to the United States like on day one. Day one of it. Then it was shut down. Then it was shut down. <laughs> shut down. I'd be like, I got to move some boxes in here. Yes. You know, I they just gets people upset. And, like they try to stop you when you announce that shit. Yeah. Um, but she went. One of her day one things is to eliminate student de- outstanding student debt. Uh, student uh, college loan debt. I, I think most people would get behind that. I don't think so, though. So this guy, I don't know if you saw it, this guy confronted her at this town hall. He said, look, I just, you know, he's, he was upset. He goes, I, I took, like, extra shifts at the at work. I saved all this money, put my daughter, my loan child through college so she wouldn't have any debt. I paid for it all in cash, whatever else, made money. And so she has no student debt. Why are you going to now give money to the people who, he goes, I got a buddy. He actually said, I got a buddy who, like, bought a car like he bought a jet ski or shit like that, took all these loans out for his kid, who's now got student loan debt. Why does that guy get his money, you know, his, his debt erased, or that girl get her debt erased, and, my, and I get nothing? Like, that seems so unfair and perverse. Um, this guy sounds like kind of a selfish prick. Uh, well, but he made, a good, he made a point, which is like, you're literally, there's a couple points here. One is you're literally punishing people that, that did that, right? That worked their ass off. Not just the parents, but some of the kids worked their ass off to get jobs in college, mm-hmm. to not have debt and stuff like that because they don't want to take out $40,000 in loans. Uh, so they either go to a cheaper school, some people skip school altogether, or they, they go to school but they have multiple jobs at school to pay for shit, or they just get loans and pay them, and pay them back. So what you really do is rewarding the people who haven't done any of that. <laughs> haven't done any of that. And in general... Well, it's, I mean, to push back a little, it's definitely a predatory practice. And they oh, made yes. it so it's the only loan you you can't default on. Like, it will never go off your record. So, you know, you have politicians. And, and the states are, are uh, the state schools are obviously subsidized by the government. And so they're making money. And then they're making all this money off interest. It's a real fucked up system. I totally, totally agree with all of that. Although that seems to be, I would say moving forward, yeah, you change all that. 
But going back in the past, first of all, anyone who studied art history or women's studies or, or French literature, things like they have to be taken off the table. They can't get any money back. Like, who thought, like, I mean, if you were, like, some Asian kid and you got an electrical engineering degree and you got 40000 in debt and it's crushing you, all right, let's restructure that. You pay half back or whatever, extend it 20 more years. Got that. But if you're the chick who wanted to study ballet or dance and you, like, you took out $8,000 loans to go to fucking... Barnard College or something like that. Like, oh, screw, screw you, screw you. Like, right? You know, tough. Get a real job and get a real job and pay it back. I think I just got I got broken on this issue. Ex girlfriend went to USC, not from a family of means, and she she brought up the student loan thing every day, every day, as if I instituted the policy. <laughs> I know I am a white man, yes, but eventually I was just like. Can you shut the fuck up about this? So just for that purpose, I'd be in favor of uh, eliminating all this debt. Well, so, but here's the thing. Like, so there's a couple of things. One is they found that people that have college degrees, of course, end up making a lot more money in their lifetime. So you're then now taking money and you're giving it to people who are going to do better anyhow, who are doing better already. Mm-hmm. So they have student loan, but they're much more likely to make more money and get professional jobs and stuff versus people don't go to college at all. So you're basically paying off people who, over the course of the next 30 years, are going to make more money than other people regardless. So you're subsidizing a higher income, future higher income level of people already. Because if you've got a USC degree, you're probably going to do okay in the future. Yeah, it's almost like they should have that money now to like further their careers, like to invest in their, in their careers and housing and whatnot. Like I think that would actually ultimately benefit the, the benefit society more. Well, I think about, so the other big one they're floating is reparations, right? Reparations for black Americans whose, parent, whose, whose ancestors were brought here on slave ships against their will. I'm not really for reparations because I think it's a, it's a really bad idea that can't be actually practically played out in any meaningful way. Yeah. It'll get so fucked up and everyone will argue who deserves what and some people will be 116th black and they'll get like $11 and they'll be pissed <laughs> versus the, the darker skinned guy who gets more money. Whatever else it is, Although you could put that money into like institutionalizing like better schools for African Americans or things like that, uh, but if you had to look at the list of like who would deserve reparations or money back from the government first, would it be people whose parent, ancestors were brought here as slaves on ships, or people who sign up for humanities classes at, at fucking at fucking Vassar? Like who deserves it? Like who deserves the money more? Who's more of a victim? Uh, I get that the fact that, that the college loan practice thing is very predatory. Yeah. And that needs to stop. I mean, the, the idea that you're going to give an 18-year-old an $80,000 loan to go study, uh, you know, whatever they're studying. I mean, if they're not studying fucking science, forget it. Like, there's a good chance they're never paying that money back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've used my college degree for anything. <laughs> no, me but I don't. I always wonder along those lines, like, so say Warren or, or Bernie were able to successfully make public college free. Yeah. How many more people would go to college? I'd say maybe 5% more because there's certain people that just can't go to college. And like anyone who was probably like me or you, who's like, I'll kind of fuck off for four years and get the degree. Yes. They're still going to go. Yes. Um, and by the way, community, community college being free is not really a big deal. I think that's a fine idea. I mean, right now it's like, $300 a year or $600 a year. Yeah. It's not a lot of money. I mean, you can, with, with a, any kind of, any kind of low level job, you can pay for community college. It's small compared to any other thing. You're probably, it's less than your Netflix dollar, less than your Netflix. But expense. state schools, like if you're a state resident of say, well, throw out California because the costs of everything are ridiculous. But it's still say, pretty cheap though. Like Washington. Well, yeah. What's like 1500 bucks a year. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, if, if you're on your own, that's probably maybe not something you could do if you're 18. Uh, if you had a job, you'd have to have a job. I mean, it's a lot better than USC, which is 60, 60 grand a year, yeah. and you're taking out 40000 a year in loans or whatever. I mean, yeah, okay, so make the $1,500 $200. To make the college, community college from 400 down to zero. That's a small No, expense. you're right. Maybe it should be like a comedy show because everyone knows if it's free, you get bad audience. Yes. If it's free, there's just people in there for the air conditioning. Right? It, should, it should cost like 80 bucks. Oh, well, they, they, the thing I found was, in, so the community college, they keep saying community college, like you said, who is going to go, that, who, who's being held back by the $400, right? Mm. It's people who probably didn't want to go to college anyhow. Yeah. Like they didn't have it like, I got to go to college. Oh, $400. No way, man. It's like, that's out of my picture. Um, so they, the, stu- the dropout rate of community college is like 85%. Mm. <laughs> it's literally 85% in California. So like everyone feels like they have to go or their parents make them go or like they feel obliged to go to community college if they have no interest in college and they have a job or whatever, they have to take a class. Or they're almost all dropping out. Mm-hmm. There's no, the people there do not want to be there. Well, it's pretty rare that people change themselves for the better, you know, really do a 180. I mean, if you could barely get through high school... What are the odds that now you you find this newfound dedication at college probably yeah. pretty low? You might take technical classes there. I mean, you should have a lot more vocational training classes. Uh, like if we had geared, I'm all for gearing college towards vocational training, like more job appropriate stuff where you get a job when you graduate. Because right now all these kids are graduating. I love that. Like, I love when I have a like a job opening. Everyone with a journalism degree like applies. <laughs> like really, like. Yeah, journalism degree. You you spent one hundred fifty thousand dollars on a journalism degree, like in an industry that's been dying slowly for the last thirty years, where there's almost no there's almost no jobs, and especially by the way, if you're a white guy, there's zero jobs. Uh, sorry, like I don't know who told you to do that. I just I just had an idea. Uh, so if you're like Bernie Sanders or, or Elizabeth Warren or, or people like myself who think you know like maybe people can benefit from education. You know, there'd probably be less problems if people had more of an interest. But, you know, people aren't very interested in general. So what we do is the 100-level classes are all the basics, you know, U.S. Yeah. history, world history, English, uh, you know. And then you make the 400-level classes things for stupid people like skateboarding, yes. porn production. Yes. Um, what, a, what a dumb people. Weed, you know, hyper... Uh, Meth cooking. Yeah, weed growing. <laughs> yes. Um Football, football announcing, shit like that. Yeah, I don't know. If, but look, if you can grow weed, you can make money. Yeah, uh, that's if you true. Can, if you can do all these things, if you can produce porn, you can make money. So I'm not against teaching the vices or anything. My whole theory is that we should only have two years of high school, and then the second two years, you either choose to continue with like government and econ, or you get vocational training. Like it'd be so much better to have like not porn production. They're never going to pay for that. But what about film? Produ- what about video production? What about editing? Yeah. What about editing? What about in this area? Yoga, like yeah, or just instructing, teaching, like learning th- shit where you can get a job when you're 18. You know, I mean that to me, I mean, college is a big. I was just uh, visiting a school with one of my kids, um, a big state school, and it just reminded me what a party, what a party the whole place is. There's just like oh, someone's yeah. got like weird vibe. Like you could see like the being like, oh that dorms, that's the party dorm. I'm like, what do you mean that's the party dorm? Kids are paying now like. Forty thousand dollars a year, and they're just drinking. I'm like, yep. I'm like, oh man, come on. Like, yeah, you're. I think you're totally right because your last two years of high school, you're either you're hating your life, borderline yes. suicidal, social outcast, or 
not like I cared about popularity, but you know, not being a social outcast and just like drinking and trying to get laid. But yeah. either way, you're not really doing anything. No, we had the uh, my final year of high school. We had to do all the compulsory classes to graduate from the with the state of California, whatever it was. Mm. So I like literally like I'm in government class learning about like the two houses of Congress and like schoolhouse rock, <laughs> like 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 <laughs> how a bill is like to, like stuff I learned like in fourth grade. Yeah, I was in the compulsory classes where, like, you're with you know the football team and everybody else, like studying like basic like how to write checks, like how to do whatever it was, like basic life skills class, typing, like government, like yeah, whatever, whatever, and PE, whatever was mandatory, like for the, to meet the graduation requirements. There's something unnatural about it, and then you wonder why the kids get into such crappy angsty music. It's like, well, they, yes. they should be angsty because it reaches a point. Where you're forced to sit there and they treat you like a child. You have to ask for a bathroom pass. Yes. But you could beat the shit out of all your teachers. Yes. You know, at a certain point, if you're maybe on the football team. So it's like you're being treated like a child, but you have a raging heart on all the time. Yes. You just don't need to be there. No, it doesn't make sense. Which is why I think in the I don't know, the old days, whatever it was, kids stopped going to school like at twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Because it was like, yeah, I don't I mean, unless I'm gonna go on to Oxford and if you had something to contribute, then Yeah. If I'm gonna be a professor one day or I'm gonna be a doctor, sure. But if I'm ninety five percent of the other people I'm in an agrarian society, yeah. At twelve I've got I can read and write and do some basic math, I'm done. Like, I'm going to go learn how to farm now, or I'm going to learn how to be a cobbler, or I'm going to learn how to be something. And to, to some extent, and they still, I think those people still read the paper, they were still literate, they still like books and stuff like that. They just didn't need the next four or five years of compulsory, <laughs> compulsory education, sitting in a classroom for six, seven hours a day with their fucking ADD, trying to, like, <laughs> trying to get out, trying to get out, boys especially. <laughs> Matt, the Grammys are this uh, week. They're, t- they're this tomorrow, I think. I don't mm. think I've ever. I don't think I've. I was thinking about. This, I don't think I've ever been excited about the Grammys. I think if the Grammys stopped being televised, no one would notice or complain. Yes, I don't think anyone cares about it. I don't. Outside of the music industry, obviously, people do not give a fuck about that. Well, I think. If like if Beyonce performs, everyone gets excited. Her eighty million fans get excited about Beyonce, or if I, I don't, that's the only name I can think of. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift performs, but she's not going to perform this year. Oh, um, no. Yeah, she's just, she's uh, she's got her documentary coming out now on Netflix, where she's somehow a a six a five Being a victim of some a five eleven slender blonde woman with three hundred million dollars in the bank is complaining about all the hardships she has gone through. Like really, like really, how about some, how about some context? Like just something. She's I mean, a real snake. Yeah, I mean, they all, I mean, I I can't tell in these documentaries or these interviews. If the women are really being forward about their victim status, or they're just the reporters and the people and producers are forcing them to come up with that shit, well, with, to sell it, to sell it, it might depend on the person. Like, ta- like Rose McGowan, yeah, yeah. crazy, probably yes. believes it all. Yes, Taylor Swift, very calculated. I, I don't think she believes that. Like Jessica Simpson just came out with like a, her, she was abused. She was, uh, she implied she was touched by a. A friend's dad, like a few times, like inappropriately when she was like eight or nine years old. Mm. Um, Taylor Swift said she has a eating dis- had an eating disorder when she was younger. And I was like, okay, I mean, I'm sure these things happened, but like now that you seem seemingly have overcome overcome them, I know you never get over them. Really, that's not the first thing you should talk about with yourself. Like, like that's not. I mean, I, that's how I, I just can't tell if they're forcing that issue or if, like I said, producers or publicists are bringing that shit up and making them talk about it. Well, make they can more. read the tea leaves. I mean, obviously, it's going to get you some some press it, yes. immediately. If you say I had a 
drinking problem or an eating disorder. That's going to be in Us Weekly, and then you get to promote your fucking dumb book. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not... It's a female thing, though, I think. I don't care. Like, when you hear about, like, a ball player who had, like, a drug problem, when I hear about, like, Brett Favre, when he was addicted to Oxy and shit like that, I just... I don't really feel it more connected to I don't feel more connected to him. I think, like... Oh, dude, that sucked. Whatever. Like, I don't like. Yeah. I don't feel like I relate to him better because he also has drug addiction problems. Like, well, you don't sit around feeling sorry for yourself, though. I mean, if if you did, if you were a sort of malcontent housewife, uh, that might speak to you because you're like, oh, someone else was like, didn't enjoy their lives either. I mean, there's a lot of like rock stars that like uh, Anthony Bourdain, maybe not a rock star, but someone like that. Yeah. Who goes, uh, yeah, I used to drink all the time and do drugs, and it was really fun. And then I stopped because it wasn't fun for a brief period. You know what? Looking back on his decisions, he should not have stopped. <laughs> might, still be, might still be alive today. So, the, so last week we talked about this woman, Deborah Dugan, I think is her name. The first female, she was installed as first female Grammys CEO because they had the guy before who was like said the shit about women being uh, picking themselves up by their bootstraps or whatever. So they fired him, and apparently he's a real dirt, uh, dick. Anyhow, I'm sure they all are. And they put in the first female CEO, and then within a few months, they fired her for that sexual harassment charge. Yeah, and now she's like doing some tell-all. I saw her on yes. the news looking like the the epitome yes. of yes. angry, um, soulless, professional woman. You could take like a, a, a trowel, I think is the correct term, and scrape makeup off her face. <laughs> like there's just a dense layer of, I'm guessing she's 60, trying to look 40, yeah. and it, it, plastic surgery. Just She's got that face that just like sucks in all, like sort of Pelosi, it sucks in all the makeup. And it just looks like a Joker, a little bit like Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix and Joker, um, where it looks like you can see the white and the red. You can see the colors, and it like yeah, you like have a clown, sort of a clown face. Yeah, I just got the image of like brake dust like settling into <laughs> yes. the like the sticky foundation. Yes. Don't know why, but it grossed myself out. Anyway, go ahead. I just imagine like Chinese uh, like emperor in the concubines like three thousand years ago when they used like pig paste or something like on their face to like make them look certain ways yeah and how it must have smelled and filled with like crap and like Ugh. shit because they didn't wash their face ever they probably wore it till it came off and they probably had flies on their face <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry uh so yeah so she's doing her so she got fired so her immediate response to being fired from a sexual harassment claim is to then say by the way the grammys are all corrupt and <laughs> and phony and fixed by the by the labels and everyone's getting paid off and it's all completely corrupt and I'm doing this big expose because they fired me. Well, I'm not in the music industry, but I kind of heard what and saw what she said, and I was like, yes. yes and that's, that's what I, I mean, that's what you signed up for. That's, You're just mad because you got fired. Yes, that's if I, you didn't plan on just picking the top five yeah. and, and getting payoffs from labels, I mean, yeah. fuck off. Like you're exposing payola. That's your, that's your, in 2020, you're like, your big scoop is payola. Yeah. <laughs> like the record industry is corrupt. Like awards are going to the biggest label artists. It's like coming out like Hollywood Squares is fixed. They have the jokes written down. Yes. Be like, all right, Bernstein. <laughs> how about you uh, <laughs> expand your horizon? That's a her thing, bit. and it, you know, you know, I could tell how weak her 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 threats were to expose the Grammys by the fact that they didn't even try to stop her. <laughs> they, they like she probably asked for like a huge severance or whatever. They could have said like, "Look, there, we fired you. Here's here's eight million dollars. Just you have to shut up now. Yeah, forever." They didn't even bother to do that. So she went on, like the Today Show like the next day. 
She's like reading off the Grammys website, probably. <laughs> yes. Like, this is just not a, an issue. It just made me think about like how when you get fired. So whenever you get fired, I'm sure you've been fired before. Oh, yeah. I've been fired. You always think about your initial thought. It just when I, someone, a girl breaks up with you or whatever else happens bad, like that separation where you're, you're jilted, you always think about revenge, right? That's the first thought. Mm-hmm. Always, I mean, I don't trust anybody doesn't think about revenge. You're always and you always like, act on it. Yeah. Well, then you think about, like, if I worked at the uh, chicken pl- chicken factory, I would tell all the gross shit, like, i tell the news. And, yeah, call the health inspector. Yeah, all the stuff. And you never do it, because you're not that bitter. And, and sometimes they give you a, a bit of money to not say not to say shit if it's a really bad workplace. Um, but it's like, she didn't really know what she was going with. Like, I feel like she didn't know what she was going with. Like, she threatened them to, like, screw you. Like, and she went on this big tour for, like, 48 hours and exposed shit that everybody... Are, and by the way, it's four days before the Grammy, so the timing was pretty bad to fire her. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's like, she didn't really know what she had. She had nothing. She had nothing. Yeah, she got the cameras there. Yes. Like, she had a bombshell. You yes. know, like, is there a pedo ring involved? No? <laughs> okay. It's like Eric Bischoff. Like, and, you know, when they... In the WCW, man, when they do the suplex, yeah, the other guy knows it's <laughs> yes. going to happen. He's not even playing defense, really. No. Like, uh, yeah, man, you, you just really shit the bet on that one. And who, and who, honestly, who was supposed to care? I mean, maybe, I don't know, during the, like, remember the, the, the quiz show in the 50s when the guy were cheating and they said so the, the yeah. pro- good looking Protestant guy could win, could beat the Jewish guy? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but honestly, who cares? It, it, Taylor Swift wins all the awards because she makes the most money. Or Beyonce wins all the awards because she makes the most money. Do you think fans of those people give a shit? No, because the Grammys have just never been a huge event. I mean, I guess they used to have a little bit more cachet, but this isn't the goddamn New York Yankees where people are all sanctimonious. There are no old people that are like, I remember when the Grammys were really wholesome and (laughs) fucking gave it to the underdog. We're like, shut the fuck up. Did they ever give it to the underdog? Was the Grammys ever about, like, I remember like 10 years ago when they gave best best album of the year to Steely Dan. (laughs) It's like, really? Like, what? I don't know the history of it. I know it's named after Bill Graham, who's... uh, Oh, is that true? Yeah, I believe so. He's a promoter. Yeah, he was a promoter. Doing the payola stuff. My grandfather knew Bill Graham. from he was My grandfather was a door-to-door liquor salesman. And uh, a wine and liquor salesman, and he, uh, Bill Graham's venues in San Francisco were one of his places that he served liquor to, sold liquor to. So he knew Bill Graham, and by knew him, I mean he got two free tickets a year. <laughs> that was the extent of the thing to like a Grateful Dead show, like every year that he would give us. That's cool. Um, so that was like you know, yeah. So he knew he knew him to the extent of twenty dollars in free tickets every year, but it wasn't a great thing. But he was a big, huge promoter in San Francisco, Grateful Dead, a bunch of '60s bands in San Francisco. Um, but yeah, no. He, is there anything? So is the Oscars corrupt? Is it thing? Who gives? Who gives a shit? Like who honestly gives a shit? I think the Oscars, but the Oscars are not set up like that. The Oscars give awards to films that no one sees or nominate stuff that no one sees. Yeah, but before Weinstein was well, while he was raping all the women of Hollywood, he was also paying all this money in like what they called marketing dollars to promote the wine, the Weinstein yeah, films, campaigning and stuff. Yeah, well, campaigning was more than just like ads and billboards. It was also taking people to dinner, buying trips for people, paying yeah, off yeah. people. Who, I mean, I, do you do you care who wins the Best Picture Oscar? Does that like move you in one? Not way? unless I had a movie that I thought had a chance. I mean, that's the only reason I'd be upset about it. Uh, unless you're a gay black man, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not going anywhere with that. So my advice to Deborah Dugan now is: I assume at some point they're just going to give her money to shut up because that's sort of how Hollywood works. Yeah. Because even though she's got nothing on them per se. She just—they don't want them, you know. These are so. There is a lot of corruption. There's a lot of money involved. At some point, 
you know, even like the mafia, you just want to shut people, you want to shut people up. So they're gonna give her a couple million dollars. It's to go just away. sad. I mean, did she think this was gonna change things? I mean, was she calling a trusted report and they were <laughs> no. driving there? Like, do you really want to do this? Oh yeah, I think. Yeah. I after think after by is... the way, after thirty years in the business, you're gonna break this news. Like, <laughs> yeah, I held on to this secret for thirty years. And I'm gonna wait till I got fired to tell you. That's how. That's yeah, how I mean, she's a total insider. Yes. It's like you know, nepotism and like. Well, how do you know there's pay- well, I have the receipts uh, on my computer from yeah. when I had that job. Like a congressperson after 40 years telling you about how they're being paid off by lobbyists. Right. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, dude. So- oh, we got an email from Sandy. Uh, about uh, Julian Huff. Uh, it's all, do you know Julian Huff? She's the uh, Mormon dancer, blonde, hot chick. Oh, she's really hot. Yeah, who, who used to dance a lot. Doesn't sexually. she have a baby? She danced sexually with her brother a lot, who, oh. her gay brother, Derek. And then she was on like Dancing with the Stars stuff and whatever other show she was on became famous. Uh, so she married uh, this guy, a, hockey, a hockey, Canadian hockey player, yeah. hon- honky Canadian hockey player. Uh, it's all well and good that bored Julian Huff says she may like chicks as well as dudes. And so she came out like six Yawn. months ago. She came out six months ago. She's married like two years now and came out and said she likes chicks, right? That she's not just, she's not sexualized, not binary. She likes girls too, which I, at the time I was thinking like, you're married to this dude. Who cares if you like chicks? I mean, I mean, it's fine if you're still sleeping with chicks. I don't care. No one cares. But you didn't marry a guy, a ho- professional hockey player. Um, and, uh, but now her hockey player husband, so now the stories are having trouble in their marriage. I wonder why. Now her hockey player husband, I'm going to mispronounce his name because he's Canadian, Brooks Leitch, Leitch uh, has come out his, on a, was on a podcast that he wants to explore his sexuality. Whoa. Yes, because he said he learned, he's learned over the last few months that sexuality is not binary either. And he, he actually had this quote of like, uh, do you think that like, you know, uh, having intercourse with a woman is the full extent of your sexuality? Uh, is that the full extent I of your sexuality? I think se- I've broken this down here. <laughs> so Leitch, I guess is his name. Yes. Uh, uh, by the way, like, admittedly, not, no, no, no homo, as they say. Really good-looking, hunky, hockey player dude. Like, looks like a model. So he's likely a gay guy. <laughs> yes, of course he's Mary's gay. Marries Huff as his beard. Yes. She kind of gets hip to it. She yeah. kind of teases him, takes a shot through the press. I'm kind of into girls. Yes. Then he goes, okay, well, I'll go ahead and uh, top you on that one. Yes. I'm a gay guy. He and has so now their marriage... Uh, 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 yeah, he's a she's a Mormon. He's a closet gay. They'll probably stay married. When he well, I don't know. They might break up just because I think that she's she's she seems like the kind who's going to marry five or six people. Um, but when a guy says that, uh, uh, when a guy tries to make the logical point, he's trying to make a, a really get serious voice on the podcast. Makes a logical voice talking to a bunch of other guys on a podcast. Like, who, what kind of what kind of person thinks that? What kind of man thinks that fucking a woman is the full extent of like male sexuality? I'm like. Uh, we all do. <laughs> like I don't know. We all do. Like, that's a pretty good way to state it. <laughs> yes. Like, like I don't know. Like that's yeah. Like, what other uh, criteria would like, there be? Like uh, I don't know. Like you mean? Did you mean blowjobs? Yeah, that's cool too. Like it's <laughs> like what are you what are you saying, Brooks? Like yeah, like uh, and he looks around. And I can see he looks around. All the guys are like, uh, what dude? Like what? <laughs> like yeah, like like huh? Like uh, like is it like you? Like why can't guy? Like when you were watching the porn with the teenage boys, like. Uh, why can't we all watch porn together? Like, yeah, no, we don't do that anymore. We don't do that anymore. Like, yeah, what? Why can't it be a guy thing that we do it together? Isn't it called like consummation for a reason? I mean, is, what does he want to write it in his fucking diary that he probably has? Because he seems like a little pansy. She ruined, like, I mean, I don't I tell she ruined him. 
If she like threw, was he just like closeted? Was he like straight? And then she threw him off by just being a more a crazy Mormon chick who loves her, who really seems to love her brother a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, or or was he just secret? Did she? Do these women always find like these closeted gay guys? Anytime there's a celebrity female involved who, and she does really well for herself, but she doesn't make as much money as him. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anytime there's the, the celeb angle involved, it's just like those are the type of chicks that marry a gay guy for for the image and the publicity and just to have that kind of life. And you know, it turns out he's blowing, uh, yes. he's playing soggy biscuit with the other <laughs> hockey players. Yes. I'm reminded of, of uh, Hank Basket, uh, the guy who married Kendra Wilkinson, the former receiver, mm. who was caught like uh, with a tranny uh, uh, hooker in, here in Sherman Oaks. And, He's a football uh, player. He was. He played like five years for the Eagles. Mm. He was actually pretty. He caught like one season had like thirty passes or forty passes. He was not an. He was a starter, I think, one year. Uh, pretty big dude, and uh, yeah, he had to do that whole thing where he was caught with a tranny hooker, and they had to say like he wasn't aware that she had a dick. <laughs> like the whole, like come on, man. Like, mm. like, like, yeah, like, and he found her like on Craigslist. Come on, like, and what's <laughs> like how I mean, is it even possible that you could see a hooker and not realize that? She had a dick. She had a dick, like as if that wasn't the thing that drew you here from Calabasas. From Calabasas, across no one crosses a fucking no one takes the one on one freeway for normal sex. It's just too I much mean, traffic. put it this way: I've never met a chick, kind of you know, started taking her panties off and then just blown a dude suddenly. Like, yeah, you know. Well, especially if it's a never seen a surprise dick. Before. Especially if it's a hooker. I mean, especially if it's a hooker, you got to think like really high rate of tranny, right? There's a female chick who's like, I'll, I'll fucking come to my place, Hank, and I'll fucking do you over for 50 bucks. You yeah. got to think there's a good chance that it's a dude, it's a, it's a dude in a dress. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> he lives in L.A. Anytime the hooker will do it for free, you got to be pretty skeptical <laughs> that that's probably a guy. I, uh, not to share an old story again, but we, uh, when we were 19 or 20, we were in, in New York, and my, it was my friend's birthday, and we were wasted drunk, and we had about $6 in our pocket. And we thought, oh, let's give him a hooker and get him a, get him a Hummer. Right, because we're good guys, mm-hmm. and what we found for like fifteen dollars or twenty dollars, oh, let's boy. say that's thirty dollars in today's money, <laughs> was it like? And you couldn't tell from like you know when they were on the against like the wall, and you're driving up in the car, but as it got closer, you could tell like it's all dudes. And then our thinking was like, yeah, our friend was so wasted drunk, right? The birthday boy was so wasted drunk, but all we're thinking was like. Will he know? Will he really know? We'll just tell him. You got because <laughs> real chicks are like a hundred bucks, but the dude chicks are like twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. You remember how broke you are in college? That's the way you think. Like not for yourself, but for your friend. That's what you're going with. Pretty funny prank. And he won't remember. Well, Tom was a hot chick. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna spend all that. Why are we gonna spend all the money on that? Uh, yeah. So I think this guy Brooks is is most likely gay. And I think that the fact that he even says he even says to I remember like I. Circling back in my life when I've talked to like latently homosexual people, like conversations you have when they're around guys, mm-hmm. like when it's like all guy talk, and you can always tell the latently homosexual guy always goes too far. <laughs> he always says something a little stranger than like the rest of the people. Like it's like he's just not tuned into the guy thing, and he always says something that comes off as like, what? You're like, what? He says, what? Like, uh, you're like, oh, yeah, like sometimes, like the thing, like a story, like, oh, I got a blowjob, but it was turned out to be a dude, you know, like, and you're like, ha ha ha. Like, what? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like that even if it happened, you would, like, among guys, not share the story. Yeah. And the lately gay guy's kind of testing the, he's kind of testing the waters. He'll throw a little, a little bone out there to see how his, like, all the guys react. Yeah, yeah. And then he'll pull back and overly masculinize himself. Well, yeah, I mean, after I fucked 20 girls, <laughs> like, it's always always it's, apparent. 
Yeah, it's always a story about something he, pretty gay that he accidentally yes. got like duped into. Yes. Or, like he read the form wrong or something. Yes. <laughs> like. So I've got an email from Ryan. Terry Crews is now touting his sex fasting with his wife. Well, they have no sex. Have you seen Terry Crews? They've been married for 30 years, by the way. Have you seen his wife? Yeah. She's a little little on the masculine side, mm-hmm. let's say. Like yeah. a butch, a little butchy. Um, where they have no sex for 90 days. And so Terry Crews, I don't know why all his things involve like quitting porn, not having sex, whatever else it is with women. Right, this uh, isn't like a religious thing that was brought to him. No. He decided this was a good idea. So it's like he was sitting around thinking, how can I not fuck my wife? Here's a, here's a, this is a question of this dumber quote than Brooks Leitch or not? Because Brooks Leitch said, like, w- is the full extent of male sexuality just banging chicks? Is that all we're going to And, like, that was dumb. But Terry Crews said, not having sex, like, foregoing for sex with your wife and having a sex fasting brings you back to a time when you were like 12. Or thirteen, and you like girls, but there wasn't any sex involved yet. So you really cared about the girls and wanted to hear about them and learn about them. I didn't. I was pretending to laugh <laughs> at all their jokes. <laughs> yes, like that's the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard. Was he like not a regular twelve or thirteen year old boy? Was he like, like he would like say like he talks to his wife now? He goes, now that I know like we're not going to have sex, he goes, I can really converse with her and hear learn about herself and like what are her big fears and like you've been married thirty years. <laughs> you've been married thirty years, dude. Yeah, and like. But the idea that a 12-year-old boy, yeah, when you're 12 or 13, you're not thinking, well, you're thinking about sex, but you don't expect to get sex, obviously. You shouldn't be aspiring to be thinking like a 12-year-old. The whole point is that you're grown up now. Yes. You figured things out. Well, his, he, I think what he was trying to say, again, this is like Brooks or like we talked about the, the lately gay guy bringing things up. What he's trying to say is that when sex isn't involved, you really care more about the woman as a whole person and you want to listen to her and learn about her and you know, and, and fall in love with her all over again, all stuff like that. That that sex when you know, when your date night is just sex at the end. That's all you're thinking about. And then I thought, like, well, that's fucking gay. <laughs> like that's just that's really super gay. Because yeah. I totally get like <clears throat> he wants to have a date night with his wife and actually have dinner and talk to her. And then you probably want to fuck her. And then there's <laughs> something called pillow talk where yeah. you can talk afterwards. So really, the fucking. Uh, you know, I don't think you have to go full, you know, heart rotating bed with mirrors above the ceiling. Like the fucking doesn't have to be some three hour ordeal. <laughs> Terry brings us. I think your average fuck session's got to be ten minutes. Oh, when that's you're... ten minutes out of your day for you to learn all about her favorite <laughs> flowers and shit. <laughs> yes. Fucking homopath. Yes, I know. Like, <laughs> what, an idiot. what the who's that? Like, I think he. Th- I can't tell if he thinks like that or he actually just says that because that's part of his like cool lady brand. Like, I'm cool with the ladies brand rep. Like. Like is that is, like when he did the whole thing where he did his selfie videos where he's talking about how pornography almost ruined him and he get pornography, <laughs> or he talks about how like being sexually assaulted by that guy at the William Morris party and all stuff like that. And then he comes out for like you know if, if me he comes out in the Me Too signature list or something like that. I've been sexually assaulted. I know what women feel he's like. He's a hard one to read in terms of is it opportunistic or are they kind of selecting this guy because he he might just get weirder and weirder. Like, he might just be a real fucked up guy. He might be. He's doing really well for himself, by the way. Well, that's the thing. It's benefiting him pretty well because he's like he's on. I think it's a thing. I think it's a He's got to be fucking girls on the side. I just, I've used first, my first theory was like, he's just gay, right? He was just off gay and he didn't like, he's like, this is his way of responding to his life being forced to be married and forced to be heterosexual. And so he's just going to do all these kind of weird crack, leak in the dam kind of shit. But now I'm thinking, like, I don't know, man. Maybe he's just putting on a show. And someone said 15 years ago, like, if you become, like, 
this like beta male, just like, apologists for guys. And a, like a, if you're like big black muscular dude, but you're also like a beta male, you mm. will make so much money in this business. And I think someone told him that, and I think he just said like, okay, like he's got like a publicist somewhere going like, we're gonna make you fucking fifty million dollars doing this. That's kind of what I'm leaning towards. Although he might just because it's so gay, he could just be a crazy person who they're exploiting. Basically, for, like, but night. he does happen to just say exactly what the sort of conventional wisdom is. Yes, yes, I mean, that is not an accident. Like ninety day, fa- like the ninety day sex fasting. And then, he, by the way, you know, seen his wife. They've been married thirty years. Whatever, whatever. But like, just to pretend, like, just add that extra part about how, like, well, he doesn't have sex with his wife. But to add the extra part of how it's really teaching him to like love his wife again and learn learn about her fears and her. Her problems and stuff like that. Like, what? Like, what? Like, so if you're, if what you're, if she needs to get fucked? Yeah, and also by the way, she's married to you, so you're the only guy who can give it to her. Like, I mean, you know, realistically, if you guys are spiritual and you're connected, it's not like she can go get her rocks off somewhere else. She's kind of on, she's kind of on you. Uh, and so it's like there's eight billion other people in the world you can learn about their fears and their heartbreaks and their emotional status, but there's yeah. only one who there's only one who can nail you. I mean, I'm assuming she hates him. I yes. have no idea. Well, I'm, I'm assuming but. she does pretty well. I mean, she has a nice lifestyle, so maybe she just likes hanging out and like you know living the, living the good life. I think if I said that to a girl, and she would. She'd probably be like, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing this? I'm taking this as an insult. Yes. Or like, you're crazy. You're being someone you're not. I think just as a rhetorical technique, she'd be like, well, I'm just going to go fuck all your friends. And I'd be like, I guess I can't really blame you for that. Because you, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm mean, i kind of uh, imposing a problem here that doesn't need to exist. Uh, I think he's just explaining why he doesn't want, why he doesn't want to have sex with his butch wife. Which <laughs> is oh, it's just fat. It's just spiritual. It's just it's a spiritual thing. Uh, really, that's I just can't. Do you think he pulls the flute? I know he plays the flute. Let's play. He plays the flute. We know that. Mm. Uh, he's done it many times. That was the, flute. the instrument he chose was the flute. Was the flute? He involves the police needlessly in sort of very minor incidents yes. and social situations. He's very, obviously, uh, uh, sh- shaves his body and uh, does a muscle thing. Um, he's on steroids. Mm. Um, and he's and he's doing this thing where he's like this like sort of gentle giant routine. I don't know. It's a, Maybe he's just playing all of us and he's doing really well. He's got that huge gig on America's Got Talent now where they made him the, uh, I don't want to use a bad term, but he's uh, the black guy. He's the uh, adorable, uh, uh, soft but large, you know, muscular bound black guy. Uh, that's sort of the role you have on television, um, and it's not a bad gig if you if you get it because there can only be one at there can only be one at a time. He's but, like number one if you take a southern half racist housewife and yes. she has to draft a black guy. Yes, it's going to be Terry Crews or Al Roker. Remember uh, Michael Clark Duncan? Yeah, and he kind of had that thing. Greg Gumbel. He was a big Greg Gumbel. <laughs> Well, anyone who's freakishly large oh, like yeah. that, I mean, you do, if you don't want to scare people, yeah. you have to go over the top and let them know that you're not a threat. Yes. Especially if you're black, there's a little more of that. People are afraid of you. Black with huge muscles and stuff like that. But if you can, I think that's the ultimate thing. If you can pull off being black and having huge muscles and being imposing, but being a soft hearted guy who adores women and was having sexually fasting, mm-hmm. then I think you get fucking every commercial and brand deal and every fucking TV show you want. Well, that would speak to a society with some kind of racist conventions because we have essentially neutered this guy at this point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're talking about how they can't be a sexualized black man? Yeah. No, you can't have that. You can't have well, that. I don't know if there can, but certainly a lot of... 
it, it would seem that the way it's worked out is we had to completely emasculate this this guy and he's like now the most popular black guy i i don't know that there's are there white guys doing this but they're super faggy like. well john cena is doing these movies now and all stuff like here he's like the big uh, hulk used to do this and vin diesel they did this for a while like he's a nanny now he's this household nanny yeah you know, like the it, but that's just if it's done right that can be kind of funny but it's like the big guy who's so masculine we got to Put him in like a feminine position. Yeah, and he yeah. takes and he takes it with a. Well, Rock does that all the time in his movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Rock. Oh, you learn he likes to actually cook and play the violin or whatever else. It's really funny because he's really muscular and strong. Well, Chappelle had a did some interview and they wanted to put him in a dress, and he's like, if every black comedian or actor gets put in a dress at some point, like plays yes. a woman. Yes. And I know, so that's weird. I know that the percentage of trans individuals who are black is pretty disproportionate. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of that goes back to family, you know, <clears throat> dad's being in jail and all that shit. But, um, well, that was a whole, you, I still haven't seen it probably, but Ho Robert Townsend's Hollywood shuffle in the eighties was all about how he's a, he's like he's just a normal black dude, smart black dude who comes to Hollywood to be an actor. And all they want to do is cast him as a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he gets, he finally gets a role in Hollywood playing the pimp and they have to teach him how to act like a pimp. Like the white guys are teaching him how to be more pimpy. <laughs> and so he does that whole like, Oh man, he, where my bitches at? Like, and they're trying to like, no dude, bitch it. Like, you know, like right. try to teach him how to do that. <laughs> But I want to talk about uh, uh, trans, since you mentioned trans. I'm going to stick a trans story in here for the, for the end of the day. Um, this, this chick guy, Jennifer Yaniv in Canada, uh, a very disturbing looking. I'm trying to think, like, I feel like every attractive looking trans person has a TV show. Like, that's 1% of the population. Like, a, you know, RuPaul's not true, but, a, you know, a charismatic, semi-attractive looking trans person has a TV show of some kind mm -hmm. or is popular in some way, has a Vegas show or dance show or whatever they have. And the other 99% just struggle because they're just ugly dudes in dresses with wigs on. And they're like, they're just miserable and unhappy and nothing. They just walk around getting in public arguments. <laughs> yes. They, they go to town hall meetings and scream at people or they get, they, get, they get knifed by their boyfriend or they just fucking drink on the street, whatever else it is. It's just a miserable... I can't imagine being like a, a sort of, you can imagine being an unattractive guy, but then if you're an unattractive girl, you become a girl, it's really bad. It's got, it's got like, you've just made it worse. You mean if you, oh, so you go well, from unattractive guy to much more unattractive girl. Because if you're Louis Anderson, right? You're Louis Anderson and was like, oh, he's obese and whatever else, but he's like lovable. He's cute. People say he's cute, whatever. Like they're not going to necessarily get, you know, want to have sex with him, but they're like, Probably did have sex with you. But he's like, you know, he's an adorable fat comedian or whatever. But once you put on a wig, and so even as he does in the TV show, and you try to pass as a woman, it becomes really brutal. Because right. now you're just a really fat, ugly, <laughs> ugly woman. Now you're just a really fat, ugly woman. And the world is not kind, it's not kind to those people. Well, same if you go from uh, woman to man. You go from a relatively, you know, you, a normal looking woman to like, Justin Bieber with a strange beard, like a, like a very strange beard. You don't see a lot of those. I, I mean, I guess there's. La I, I don't know what the numbers are exactly. I'd see a lot more male to female. It's got to be ninety. Yeah, it seems to be guys who want to be girls. And like I said, being a being a fat, unattractive girl is just the worst place you can be in society. It just there's no there's no one no one loves you. There's just it no makes love. me sad, and I wish it was different. But you know, I don't make the rules. But it, well, it, it, I would say this: if you were born that way. 
Yeah, it's, it makes me sad. If you're like this Jennifer Yaniv, a dude who just got like fat and whatever, and then started putting on women's clothes and trying to pass as a woman and say he's a woman, then I feel less sorry for you because you kind of picked your boy. You kind of picked your poison. Yeah, he wouldn't be. He's not un- unattractive enough as a dude that it like ruins your day. No, and he's kind of just got like a Ted Cruz kind of. Yeah, mm, yeah. Weird. Oh, you seen him with as, as his male persona? Kind of a cross between Mike Myers, <laughs> the comedian, and Mike Myers, the uh, the villain from the films. Yeah, and it's also fictional character. I found it very weird, like when they do the, the transition, like routinely transition. So like sometimes he's a guy, sometimes he's a girl. That was like a Arquette, the Arquette brother. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes he was a dude, and sometimes he was, and he said I could change every day, and you have to like learn my new pronouns every day, and I was just like, piece of shit. Yeah. Well, he's dead now, man. Come on, yeah. that evades. But so uh, he got his due. Um, but it's like confusing because like if you're just a trans woman and you're always a woman, like I guess eventually everyone around you gets used to it. But if you're changing every week or every day, and sometimes you're the dude and sometimes you're the chick, that's super fucking annoying. Pick a, pick a, Super pick a fucking, annoying. Pick a team. And it's you like, know it's annoying because you're only doing it so people will have to listen to you and pay attention to you while you decide, I don't know what you do, look at your eight ball, yes. figure out what's going on with your dong today. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just how I get this feeling it's sort of like a, a serial killer thing where you just get sort of into this weird mode. You're like, today I'm a girl. I'm like, today I'm a girl. I'm going to wreak havoc. Right. Go do this thing. So this, uh, need was it was it, was it dude? <laughs> I just had an image of a tra- <laughs> of a man, uh, tr- a trans woman getting dressed up yes. to be go out for the night as a trans, and they're listening to that Eminem song. You know, you gotta lose yourself yes, in yes. the music. Dun, 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 <laughs> they're getting all worked dun, up, yeah, yeah, ready to go out and just fucking get drunk and get <laughs> beat up in an alleyway. <laughs> That's really sad. Yeah. Uh, so Yaniv was the one who went. This is the activist, trans activist who went to all the female, the Asian female uh, uh, waxing parlors. And for women only, insisted that she was a woman, a trans woman, and that they would have to like fucking shave her nads and her dick and her nads. And they refused and they, she got all these places shut down. You remember that story from like last year? Yeah, I was going to ask what happened with that. Uh, they sh- the, places, the places shut down. They got, they got uh, cited, cited by the Canadian government for discriminating against gender, whatever the fuck, transgender discrimination. That's insane. And they got vastly fine. And the women there, were all, they were all fucking came over in some cargo container from Thailand. And the one saving grace they had in their life was like, at least I don't have to touch dudes' dicks all day long. And then some chick with a dick comes in and says, like, you got to fucking like, handle me. And Wax like, uh, my balls. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's so insane because they have a procedure for waxing vaginas. I mean, they know how to. Do you come in there with ball, floppy balls. Like, the, a, it's just gross. Yes, but they may not even know how to do that. It's not their job. I just imagine. Are we acting like there's not a difference between the two types of genitals? Well, you're supposed to pretend there isn't. So I, I, uh, I just imagine some girl from Vietnam or Thailand. She's broke ass. Her dad sells her off at 14 or 15 to go be a fucking masseuse or nail cutter or whatever in the in the North America. She, it's a shitty lie. She gets her on the fucking boat or whatever, and she's like, you know, the, the aunt twice removed is her boss, and she's like, here's what you're going to do. You're going to wax vaginas all day long. It's not that bad. Some of the women are gross, but whatever. You're going to wax vaginas. It could be worse. And you're thinking, like, at least I don't have to fucking suck a dude's dick or fucking do his ball. And then this Jennifer Yaniv chick walks in and demands to be served, demands to be, have his junk wax, and you're like, mm. oh, fuck no. <laughs> like, oh, no. Like, 
Like, this is the one. I'm sure the first reaction is confusion. Uh, yeah, confusion. And also, like, do I have to do that? Do I have to do this? Like, it's like, it's very rapey in a way. Yeah, it is. Like, it forced things. So, that's the dude. So, that put Yaniv on the radar of like every, like, sort of people who got angry about that. So, these journalists have been taunting her. They've been baiting her ever since because she's a big looking angry chick, dude, mm. whatever. And so, one of these reporters baited her about the stuff. And she took a swing at him, punched him in the face, and then she got arrested for she got arrested for assault. <laughs> Which is like, I, if you watch the video, she clear this journalist clearly baited her. He clearly saw her getting angry and clearly kept pushing it, you know, like the TMZ people do, mm-hmm. hoping to get punched, <laughs> uh, hoping to create a reaction and making that into a story. Mm. But she did. She took a swing at him, and you know, she looked like a like a fucking barb dude brawl. You know, she's a big dude. Um, but here's the question I have for you, uh, and we talked about this briefly uh, before the show, was it, you can change all this stuff about yourself. You can even go through the surgery. You can take the hormones, all stuff like this. But deep down, you can't really change who you are, can you? You're still just like, you can put on a dress and, and eyelashes and the fucking thing, but you're still just an angry dude who gets taunted in bar, into barroom brawls, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and you wouldn't, you might not be that angry if, uh, like, if you didn't, if you believed it, you know, you might not be that. You might feel like you have imposter syndrome if you're getting that angry. Like the other night, I went to, the, I met this girl at this gay bar and I said something weird. Like, I go here with straight friends and she said, oh, Are you, cause you're gay? And I said, No. And I kind of laughed about it. If I was gay, I probably might have got real fucking angry. You would get really angry. Yeah, yeah. of course. I mean, yeah, you feel, I, I think you know deep down you're not, you're not a woman. Yeah. And one way you know you're not a woman is because you want to punch the crap out of people. Yes. Like you actually just want to you want to punch people like you have male anger. I don't know how much hormone she's taken or maybe he hasn't gone not through. Not enough. Apparently. Not enough. But I mean, I think when you realize you still want to p- physically punch another man in the face, you realize you're just a dude deep down. Or, and not only, not only a dude, but you're an angry, violent dude uh, who probably was the same weight 14 or 16 or 18. And no matter how much you want to change... That's why this whole trans transgender thing to me is like it's all psychological, right? Like you feel like you don't belong, or you feel angry, you feel like you're born in the wrong body, or something's wrong with you, and you transition to this uh, to a woman in most cases. But it doesn't fix anything. It just makes you now a woman who punches <laughs> punches people and tries to get other chicks to wax your balls and to be a jackass. That's, that stuff doesn't go away. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is you don't have a lot going on yes. and you probably want attention somehow. And so this is one way of getting it. I mean, like I was ha- I was so angry with my homeowners association for a month and they were totally screwing me over. And then I realized I was only that angry because I didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I kind of just moved on. And You're then, you like the boys, teen boys watching porn. Right. <laughs> You're just like, I get angry at the homeowner association. I watch porn. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> yeah. So once you secure a job and stuff to work at, you'll find that these trivial things don't. I well, mean, I, you and I, I think you and I talk about this. Like, I, I wonder what percentage of these uh, men who become women are reasonably successful in their lives as men. Like, are they like, they're not, you don't see like successful people transitioning to men into females. Like, you don't see guys who are doing well at work or guys who are doing well in their personal lives, even if they're gay or straight, whatever, or have happy families. You don't see these people transition to women. 
No, you don't. You don't see a sort of normally normal behaved guy. You don't see Brad Pitt transitioning, and you certainly don't see a girl that's getting a lot of positive attention from boys transitioning. That just doesn't happen. No. So it's basically like you're searching for like, well, what is the problem here? And it's like maybe we just overhaul the engine. I don't know. I think it's why you see such a high drug and alcohol abuse rate among the same people. It's because that's the first thing they're trying. Mm-hmm. You know, they feel miserable about whatever, and they're trying drugs or whatever else, and then they're like, "Oh, now I'm born. I was born in the wrong body." You got to get pretty far down that list. Of, <laughs> I mean, do I have a drinking problem? Do I have a drug problem? Was I? Am I dealing with sexual trauma in an right. unhealthy way, or physical trauma, or abandonment issues? Whatever it might be. Well, well I told you my friend who did used to, doctor friend used to do the transition surgeries. This was years ago. Uh, get, quit because he just he he wouldn't do it anymore because he just thought these were all psychologically fucked up people right. that they all just had like that this what the whole idea of the surgery of the dys- dysmorphia is that once you have the transition it will take care of all these problems and he was like seeing like no this is taking care of none of these people's problems they're just going to be miserable women now instead of miserable wet men and by the way they're going to be more miserable because they realize what they did to themselves yeah I mean it's I I'm certainly not an expert it seems like a lot of full-on transsexual people are some of the most angry people (laughs) I've ever encountered. And I don't know what you do with that. You essentially took it as far as you can, which I do think is part of it. It's just taking it, you know, to the, to the limit, you know, but what do you do after that? Like, all right, I'm still pissed off. (laughs) I'm still getting in fist fights at target. Yes. Uh, Do I, what do I, maybe I'm in a wheelchair. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I want to do uh uh, um, I don't know if you saw this, but I, I wanted pitching a, a idea for a TV show about a man who becomes a woman and then goes back to being a man, and it's called a uh, Dick Dead Name, and <laughs> so <laughs> and like it's really, but like the the upshot is that the, after becoming a woman, he's still miserable and comes back to being a man and does really well for himself, is really happy. <laughs> like, mm. like you have to go back to various fake genitals, but like realize all along that the problem wasn't being a man. It was just like, you know, what kind of man he was. It'd be funny if he did a lot of mansplaining and was sort of <laughs> condescending about it. Yes. Like, well, during my time as a woman, <laughs> yes. I actually learned that I didn't assert myself as much in uh, negotiations. So. I always think about... Uh, so the ladies, we all got... And then he'd kind of <laughs> switch back and forth. You know? Yes, you go back and forth. <laughs> when Mr. That Genius South Park episode, when the, uh, the teacher becomes a... Whatever his name is, Mr. Uh, uh, the guy who's Mr. Hand, becomes a woman... And then he learns that he can't he can't have a period or make a baby. <laughs> he gets really yeah, yeah. he gets really he wants an abortion. <laughs> he demands an abortion. They tell him he can't have an abortion because he can't get pregnant. And then he wants his money. He wants his money <laughs> back. So funny. That's all he wanted was to have an abortion. <laughs> uh, oh, those guys are so up on that stuff. I I don't. So at some point, somebody from a objective scientific research institute that's not moved by politics or money or something has to do a a timeline study of what these people are going through and what the results are like. Yeah. Because I bet it would show that just miserable failure of almost all these uh, transition surgeries, like where there's like a 3% like happiness rate, a 90% miserable, depressed, suicidal rate afterwards. I'd be very curious to see it. I, Yeah. And, and you should probably want that too if everyone should want that. I think we need to know what, what the result is of this. Well, my friend who did the surgeries was saying they seem to pass everybody. You have to get a psychology, a psychological evaluation before you're allowed to have the surgery. Hmm. There's a process. You can't just, it's not like abortion. You can't go to the clinic and get your transition surgery. You have to go through, you have to get psychologists to sign off on it. You go through like a six month process. There's a whole thing where they at least slow it down a little bit. And you have to get an evaluation to make sure you're not crazy. 
because they would not the doctors not going to operate on somebody who wants an elective surgery when they're psych, when they're psychotic. Uh, but it seemed to it seemed to him they pass everybody. They seem to pass everybody um, because if your if your illness is gender dysmorphia or that you're born in the wrong body, you're starting from a very vague place to begin with. So the idea that you disproving that you don't have that is really hard. Right. Like, you know, it doesn't matter if you're... Cra- like, the idea is you're, you are crazy. You have a mental illness. It's gender dysmorphia. So if you act crazy and seem crazy, it's because you're born in the wrong body. So you come from this place where you can't really be seen as cr- too crazy for the surgery. Yeah. Because the surgery is what's supposed to cure your craziness. Right. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. Not really. But it's like, if you're acting, if you're acting nuts, it's because you're born in the wrong body. So if a psychologist sees that you're nuts, instead of saying you're nuts, you can't have the surgery, they're saying you're, you're nuts, you need the surgery. Right. So it's like, how do you disqualify people, you know, if they're miserable, suicidal, depressed, on drugs, can't work, you know, cut off everyone in their family, normally you'd say, like, you need, you know, counseling, not surgery. But if the whole idea is that only the surgery will make that other stuff go away, then it's like, yeah, he's nuts, but he needs the surgery to not be nuts anymore. Right. That's sort of a comparable study we could do, which might help would be just a study of post-face tattoos. <laughs> yes, right. And see, because it's probably a similar thing. Like, I really want this. And I'm like, okay, well, you can't come in here drunk. We're not going to do the face tattoo. Yes. And then you get the face tattoo. And did that accomplish what you wanted it? Did that solve your problems? I would guess you're not real happy because it's a major thing. It's not like getting a dick, no. but it's pretty close. It's really, there's a guy in, uh, there's a story out this past week. Uh, uh, he was an ex-child molester. He's out of prison. He's in a, Released in a small town, I think it was in California, Nevada, and they, 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 they were asking their, the sheriff or whatever, was asking people not to beat this guy up, right? Because mm-hmm. he's an ex pedophile, released into the thing, and he has this massive face tattoo all over his face. <laughs> like, like, dude, like you, you have fucked up. <laughs> blend in, just blend in, just a massive, like, Maori type, you know, like facial tattoo. He's not even, he's white and Caucasian. Uh, massive face tattoo. And, <laughs> like, yeah, he's not going to get his ass kicked. <laughs> like, right. like, he just, just fucking asking for it. Like, how can you, like, even... You shouldn't be allowed to give face tattoos. That should be something you have to go to, like, the Philippines for or something. That should not be an American thing where you get a face tattoo. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I wouldn't have a problem beating up a pedophile. Even if they had served their time, I'd be totally fine with it if I could get away with it. But I don't seek that out. No. But if I just recognize the guy randomly, I might take a shot at him. If you're in a bar and you see his massive face tattoo... I might just punch him. He's going to get his ass kicked like all the time. <laughs> just a man of very poor decisions. All right, Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote this week on this week's show? Uh, not really. I have some big news coming up. I'm going to sit on it for a minute, though. Um, and this is bigger than you hanging on gay bars, right? Because you admitted that like 10 minutes ago. Oh, that was the news, actually. After, uh, after a whole show about how men are lately homosexual, you chosen to reveal that you go to you go went to on a date. first date at a gay bar. <laughs> yeah, a gay bar. The chick ate a taco in my car, spilled a bunch of onions. I'm very upset about it. Is that a, is that a good move, by the way, taking the girl to the gay bar? Uh, probably not. No, it, it I mean, I thought fun, I figured. Though. I figured you were you were you know sort of cunning about that. Is that like a strategy? Uh, I suggested like five bars that I like. One of them's the Abbey. Yeah, and she said, "Let's go to the Abbey." And yeah. I. It wouldn't be weird if I it was the third date. I think yeah. it was weird that it was the first date. Yeah, and you suggested let's go to a gay bar. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I assume that, like, I don't know how this works. I haven't dated, and I don't live in West Hollywood. But I assume that uh, when you ask a girl, a straight girl, you're straight, out for a date in West Hollywood, she knows that you're straight, right? Like, there's no, like, latently homosexual people in West Hollywood, right? 
Probably not. I mean, everyone in West Hollywood is out, right? So I it's not imagine. like if a guy says he's straight, he's probably straight. He's not hiding it because everyone. Else I don't is think straight. a latently homosexual guy would choose to live in West Hollywood because that would blow up his his cover a little. That's bit. what I mean. You could be a straight guy and go to a gay bar, and the girl still knows that you're straight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so. I think part of the reason I brought it up, I would go there to the Abbey because it's not super aggressively gay. It actually is, but it's not like scary gay. Um, so if you go there and then you'll meet girls that are there, they know that you know they can tell you're not gay. So you get like cool points for being in the gay bar. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's not as many straight guys. So if you're if that's what you're doing is looking for girls, it's actually a pretty good choice to hang out at a at a very commercialized touristy gay bar i'm not talking you know one dollar shots and mm-hmm. fucking glory holes or anything you, I, I, did you were you when you were there did you learn that male sexuality is more than just banging women <laughs> no i <laughs> think it be, confirmed did the you opposite. say this has to be more more to male sexuality than just having sex with women no <laughs> i got oh on mattralston.net this should be released by the time the podcast comes out hot take um only listen to like two or three songs from any given musical artist. Mm. That should be your whole catalog. Don't ever listen to a whole album. Really? Yeah. Do they, just, do they make albums anymore? No. Okay. But you shouldn't like. You shouldn't really be like a huge fan because I just think most bands only have two or three great songs in them. So there's really no reason to listen to any. Well, you're, are you a flip side? You have to, if you're a hipster, you got to be the flip side guy. No, I'm like the opposite of that. <laughs> I'm like full on commercialized. Like I only know the the number one hit. So you're not of, like you're like the, the guy greater knows, like, selection of bands though. You don't go to like that iTunes or the iTunes ranking and go to the lowest ranked like Arcade Fire <laughs> song and say that's your favorite. No, and no one else loved it because they're not as cool as you. As cool Just as delete you. all those. <laughs> Just their their most popular song. That's all you got. So your playlist should be. Ten times as many artists, mm-hmm. but fewer songs from that artist. That is a, that is. A, will you post your playlist? I will. Uh, that's a hot take. All right, this is Lex. Last morning. Talk to you next week. How did you know? I love this song. Making my way downtown, walking fast, faces past, and I'm homebound. And I need you. And I miss you. And now I wonder if I could fall into the sky.